Red-blooded outdoors, y'all. Got the Ratchaloon, the AKA, the Coon, the AKA, Big Boon, in the hills. <laughs> Yo. What's up? What's up? I'm Cornbread. Yes, you are. AKA Cornelius Esquire the Third. That's what it says when you do a Zoom meeting. Not no more. I fixed it. Oh, weak. That just says Cornbread with a backwards K. I remember, I remember when we were little, you used to tell me and Buck to call you Pappy O'Daniel. <laughs> Pappy O'Daniel. That's from, uh, what was that on uh, Old Brother Where Art Thou? Yeah. Yeah, Pappy O'Daniel. What you been doing, Ratchaloon? Are you ready for this? This is probably the best answer anybody could ever give. I've been going to school, and I've been going to work. Wow. And that's about it. Right. Except for yesterday. We went to the G-O-N Outdoor Blast. Yeah, man. That was uh, that was your first outdoor expo, wasn't it? Yeah. I never been to nothing like it. Well, I know you went when you was little, but you just don't remember it. And we quit going to them boogers because they would be in either not so much the heart of Atlanta, but inside the perimeter of Atlanta inside 285 or right on the outskirts and I never in my life I get the point that okay we when we have an outdoor expo we want to be able to attract the most possible people we can attract so they put them right on the side of the interstates yeah you know so people can get there quicker from wherever but there ain't nobody in them areas that do any diet blasted hunting no, it's always the rural it, areas coming into the city. And it is a headache trying to get there and get back. Aggravating. So I quit going to the Buckarama. I never went to the G.O.N. Outdoor Blast because it was in another location that was very similar in Gwinnett County, right on the side of I-85. You got to go through all that mess, go through all of Metro Atlanta to get to that thing. Never, it just didn't interest me. I always blew my mind how they did that. But this year, this year they had it. What's that's year, Cartersville, ain't it? Emerson, right there at uh, that little lake point, that little yeah. sports complex they type brought, thing. They brought it to our side of the world now. Yeah, it didn't take us but like thirty minutes to get there. And uh, it was good, but that's about it. I mean, I ain't gonna, yeah. I ain't gonna knock on it by no means, but it was a partial ag expo too. Yeah, you know, with the uh, John Deere tractors, it was a John Deere dealer ag pro putting it on. I don't know; it may have been something to do with COVID. Where they couldn't get that big venue that they normally get anyway. You know, when you go in there and <clears throat> it looked like they didn't have as many vendors as what they normally did in the past. But they had all those tractors on the inside too. Plus they had a bunch of Chevy, Chevy Dove shit was set yeah. up there too. Had a bunch of different new cars and stuff. New trucks, campers. They had a big zone for the kids to play around at and stuff. Yeah, but we got some good fellowship with a bunch of people. Got to talk to some people we knew, people we know. 
uh, we got to meet some some new people. Yeah. Talk to them. So it was pretty exciting, pretty fun. I signed up. I joined the Georgia Trappers Association mm-hmm. while I was there. You excited about that? I am. You excited to fall off into that trapping? It'd be something <clears throat> something new to learn. Right. Something useful. Shoot, yeah. When you going to get fired up on it, cuz? I don't know. I got to look through that newsletter they sent out. Yeah. Figure out when, when they, they got stuff. they send you an email? Yeah, they're, spo- they're supposed to send me an email. I don't know when. Right. But they send out a newsletter, I think they said every month. By email or by paper? By email. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, you know, I got to thinking the other day about writing letters. Don't nobody write letters no more. Ten. I think, I think the last time we wrote, I wrote a letter was to Austin when he was in boot camp. Okay, so when was, other than that, when was the ti- other time you wrote a letter? I bet you're going to say never. <clears throat> yeah, never. Yeah. People don't write letters no more. Yeah. yeah. Everybody texts or uh, emails now. Right. And have you thought about, which, you know, when I was, like, in this job I've got now, and, you know, I had, I've had i had it for a while, full and part-time, there's, like, no writing involved in my job as an equipment operator i might write down a a part number or a serial number but normally i can just take a picture of it with my phone you know what i'm saying and then yeah. i got it right there bam i ain't got to write it down now when i was policing i had just a you know it pretty much become all computer generated stuff the tickets criminal trespass warnings juvenile complaint forms Everything was pretty much on the computer. No writing accident reports. You did the drawings on the computer and everything else. About the only thing that's really on pen and paper now is like legal documents, stuff like that. That's about it. I got a card through the mail the other day from a buddy of mine uh, that we had on the podcast, the last episode of Off the Elevator. You remember what episode number that is? 11? I think it's 11. If y'all get a chance, check that out. From John Gardena. He sent me a card, handwritten. And uh, I, I, like, I can't never remember his name. And I can't remember who I was talking to the other day, but I said John Gordia or right. Gordita. Yeah. And they were like, well, that joke was named after a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> oh, it's Gardena. Gardena. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, he sent me a handwritten card. And it. It made me think of that. Man, don't nobody do this no more. It was cool to get that. You know what I mean? Everybody's email and text and stuff like that. I mean, pe- people send out, like, Christmas cards and stuff, but that's something a lot of people still do, but they yeah, don't but really they, write nothing on them. They might sign them. Yeah, that's about it. You know, but do they write anything on it? And you got people send out graduation stuff like that through the yeah. mail, but... That's about it. Right. Nobody really writes letters anymore. I know. It's becoming irrelevant. Wait, are we losing handwriting? Are we losing handwriting? Yeah. Like the ability. Have you have to you write. thought? Have you thought? No, not the ability. Just the process, the actual handwriting. 
like y'all don't even write cursive in school anymore, do you? I don't know how to. I don't know how to write in cursive. Y'all never was taught Mm-mm. how to write cursive. We did it. We we did a little bit of it in third grade, but I don't even remember none of it. Right. Hmm. See, dwindling y'all. Then under it, it says print name. Same thing. They dwindling y'all <laughs> down, boy. They dwindling y'all down. Dwindling us down. Yeah. They, to what? You want to hear my Alex Jones impression? <laughs> that, it's the FBI. I'm telling you, they getting they getting the kids where they don't write cursive, and the next thing you know, the child comms is going to be in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> they dwindling y'all down, son. You better get to writing that cursive, boy. So, hunting season's back, back in GA. Go dogs. We did a little bit of squirrel season open. Oh, bushy tail. Uh, you know, our summer squirrel hunts are mainly our late deer scouts. Yeah. It gives us an, an extra excuse to get out in the woods and uh, find us some, not really to say, because I don't really use them as last-minute spots, but it gives us some more intel. You know what I mean? We, yeah. ain't, really, we ain't done no deer scouting really this year. Well, I mean, we well, that's because we got places we're going to hunt that we've hunted for years, right? Yeah. So on our squirrel hunts, when we do our squirrel hunts, those will be like our, we usually use those for our public land spots, right? Because we're yeah. not in there. We got our private land that we mainly hunt for deer. And then when we're in there squirrel hunting, we're checking out where's a food source now for some deer, because you always want backup spots if you if your honey hole goes dry. We ain't seeing no deer on our private land. We got public land ten minutes from us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and with we, the with the amount of people starting to hunt public land now, we really we really getting deep down in there to find spots. Oh yeah. Just trying to get away from the roads a good way. Yeah. So so that's mainly what our squirrel hunts has been. Uh, when we went now we like to hunt pigs too when we're squirrel hunting yep. but too, for me right now it's too hot man to be dragging a pig out gutted or not gutted 90 something degrees down in the holler what do we cover Sat, was it Saturday or Sunday it was Sun, Saturday Sun, what yeah, Saturday. Yeah, because Sunday we went to the gym. We covered hunting. almost three miles. Now that's that ain't a bunch of miles, but hiking in the woods, you know, climbing, stuff like that in this heat. And that wasn't just continuous walking either. Yeah, that was just that. the stopping doing the hunting. Yeah, hunting, watching for squirrels and listening and scouting. But when you got something down on the ground two and a half miles back in the woods that and it's ninety something degrees. That's a drag, cuz. Like last year when I killed that deer way deep down in there. Oh yeah. About two about two miles. Me and Buck come out of the truck, son, we had and it was a little old a little old spike and me and Buck had tied well, rope around its neck and Buck tied it to his belt loop and then I tied it around one of the back legs mm-hmm. and tied it to my belt loop. Me and Buck were just walking out with that thing. Y'all drug it sideways? Yep. Really? 
Didn't have I, no. I hooked it to the front leg and we drugged it like that. Right. But yeah. Did it wear you out? Oh, it wore us out. We got we got about a halfway down through there and busted. No, this ain't gonna work no more. We just wrapped the rope around our hands and pulled with our hands. I can't figure out why y'all didn't gut it. I, I to this day I think to myself, what a bunch of knotheads. Well, I, I think we didn't think we was that far down in there, and then we started dragging it. And it started right. getting really hot. Right. And that was in October. So that wasn't... Yeah, that was the second weekend of October. So that wasn't even... It was, a youth, it was the youth hunt. Yeah, that's the second weekend in October. So that that wasn't even full-blown Georgia heat. Nuh-uh. So we use our squirrel hunts for those last-minute, so to speak, deer scouts. And uh, what I'm looking for is, of course, I'm looking at what the deer's going to be eating right now. What kind of granaries around the muscadines, especially. Because I like to hunt the muscadines. So when the when it comes time for the muscadines to come in, I'm looking for the muscadine vines. But more so to speak, because it's public land, and I like to hunt the gun hunts on public land. Um... I'm looking for where the white oak trees are. Our country, when them white oaks start dropping, and deers in that's there, what so everything's going to first. They're going to eat them white oak acorns before anything else. So I'm trying to pick out what the white, where the white oaks are, and everything like that. And then I'm then I'm gearing up. Okay, here's some white oaks right here. When the acorns start falling, I'm going to come in here because right now the leaves are real thick. Yeah. The leaves are real thick. You can't see up in the trees real good. We was we was down in a creek bottom, walking a creek bottom. Yeah, we're we're squirrel hunting and it, it had just got done doing a little good rain. Yeah. And you can't you can't see up in the trees, so you can't see a squirrel moving for nothing. Right. So what what plus was, you got the rain dripping yeah. down on everything, making it sound like there's always something walking right there beside you. Or like he's a squirrel jumping from limb to limb. And you just looking around the whole time like, Whoa, right. that, there's a squirrel right there. That's right. a squirrel and really it's just raindrops falling right. down. So so I'm looking so when I find the white oaks, right? Then I'm looking for trails where are old trails new trails game trails that the animals are traveling right yeah and that's where i'm going to figure out where we're going to put the cameras that's so we find our game game trails because they probably ain't going to be a trail coming up to each and every tree no that's dropping acorns you see what i'm saying yeah so so that the animal's going to go, most of the time, follow these game trails, a lot of the times anyway. So you pretty much set up on these game trails to try to determine the to and from and also the time frames, right? Yeah. So then you can figure out in your head, okay, what wind, if I'm going to hunt this trail or this particular patch of white oaks, are these animals going to be coming to this tree from? See what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how you determine your wind. So I can hunt this if I got a an east wind or a west wind. Or what I like to do, 
because it never seems to fail when I can't get off work, right? Or when the what when the weather is permitting for me to be able to go in there, not raining, blah blah blee blee. The wind is never right. I always got a ganked up wind. So I always try to, well, if I go and come around this way, then I can hunt. You try to sort of know what the wind direction is on average. Yeah. So that's your main spot, right? But then you can have you some secondary spots to it if you really want to hunt that spot. So that spot we was in this weekend, I primarily want to be able to use for youth season. The gun hunt. So I'll go in there and start checking the acorns and then make sure I got a couple of different spots to be able to take G in there or whatever other kid wants to go with us and make sure we can hunt regardless of the wind. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Always having it ready no matter what the wind is. Because if you like daddy, you wait till we get out there and we start walking and then daddy will be like, Cooney, or he'd be like, Buck, what that wind look like? That's right. And then we'll have to pull up our Onyx on our phone, show him the wind, and then he's, we're trying to figure out where to go from there. Yeah. So we always have at least three to five spots. That's right. Where the, no matter which way the wind's blowing, we got somewhere to yeah, go. Yeah, depending on the wind. Instead of just saying, oh, man, look at that patch of white oaks. So when... When the acorns start falling, I want to make sure I'm able to hunt right here, right? Yeah. And you pick a spot, and whether you hunt in a tree stand or blind or whatever it may be, and that's one singular spot, but you got a ganked up wind coming in there, and you can't hunt it. So for like us, we spent, what, probably four hours scouting that day? Yeah. Just in what I seen in that four hour period, I'd say we got three spots down in that bottom. You know, from what I seen. Oh yeah. To hunt that particular bottom, I think four hours showing enough buck. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to make out like this is what you got to do to get the big bucks. That's not what I'm saying. I'm I've got a spot to take a kid in there. To take a kid in there and hunt deer. Yeah. That, that's what this spot is for. If there's a big monster big daddy in there. Smoking. That's <laughs> it. You know, more, even better. That's a bonus. Yeah. But we, we ain't trophy hunters. No how. I'm not knocking on nobody that does trophy hunt. But Biggest buck I've ever killed a three-pointer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, we, we like to chase big bucks, but we that ain't all we do, you know. Because we, I myself, don't have the patience, you know what I'm saying, to hunt one deer all year long or to hunt and get one deer and then it be pretty much over back to the drawing board. Yeah. When you're doing, when we're doing that deer scouting, though, we also find a lot of other stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like we, when we went out Saturday, we found turkey egg. So, so then... Then you got in your head, well, okay, this, 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 uh, there was something in here that was prime turkey nesting habitat. 
see what I'm saying? So you're thinking yeah. thinking ahead to to turkey season. They you know, oh yeah, the hens moving in through here, just you adding up all kinds of different stuff. And that's why I like squirrel hunting. You can stay on the move. You ain't gotta worry about your scent. Most of the time we're covering a good bit of ground, whether we're shooting squirrels or not. We're covering a good bit of ground and you know, we're looking at every possible thing for for all different kinds of seasons. I mean know. we 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 even that day we even found bones scattered around. Yeah, I don't those were some old deer bones. But that's still yeah. Still they that it tells a, you it's something. a lot of a lot of interesting things that that you, when you are just purely looking uh, for deer sign that you might overlook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or if you're in there just purely squirrel hunting that you might overlook. Hey, the squirrels ain't that active right now in our area. They're active. Now, you, you squirrel in your yard is not the same type of squirrel. As the squirrel outside nothing but right. wood. So, in the mornings and in the evenings. And we was really early evening. Yeah. Now, I figured the squirrels would have been moving pretty good because we seen, what, three or four deer going in. Oh, yeah. We seen a bunch of deer. I, I figured the game was sure enough moving. I did some. I did a little bit of research on them squirrels because you brought it up when we went squirrel hunting the first the first day of squirrel season this yeah. week, and uh, you was telling us how the squirrels don't move much in the summer. They don't. Yeah, they don't, they move in the so early they, of the morning. So I was as I was doing my research, I, and I was reading everything was saying okay they move two to three hours after sunrise, mm-hmm. and two to three hours before sunset. Right. And I was like, why ain't they why ain't they moving in during the day? It was hot, not head. Yeah, and that's the only reason I could find that they pretty much come out two or three hours. Yeah. Then they sleep all day until it gets cold. Yeah, it's too hot. And I think that's that's the lifestyle I'm gonna pursue from now on. <laughs> you gonna be a squirrel? I think I'm gonna be a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come out I'll come out from about Six o'clock to about nine. Yeah. Then I'll go back to sleep till about six o'clock in the evening. Wow. <laughs> wow, cuh. Well, you know, so when we are squirrel hunting, though, we're listening for them hickory nuts. We're listening for them to be up there cutting them hickory nuts. Yep. And it's a distinct sound to hear one gnawing on the hickory nut and then dropping the hole. Clunk. And if you can get that, if you can hone in oh, yeah. on where he's at, you got him then. But that's the fun part because the squirrel hunting, in the, when the leaves are on like that, because when you squirrel hunt in the fall or the winter and the leaves are gone, you're pretty much just chilling, or we are anyhow. You chill, you see one, you make your move, right? In the summertime, we pretty much just stay on the move. We we move a little Listen, bit. Stop listening for them cutting them hickory nuts. Listen. Looking around, watching, and since you can't really see the squirrel, you got to kind of look and see your tree branches moving too. That's the to me. That's the number one key in hunting anything. Right there. So if I'm deer hunting, I'm not looking for a deer. Looking for movement. I'm looking for movement. Now, 
That ain't movement, then I pick my gun up. That's movement, then I see what it is. I identify what it is. But when I'm hunting anything, I'm looking for movement. I learned that long, long ago. Way, I was way younger than you. Sitting there looking for deer, there'll be deer slip by you. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you may not catch a, the glint, a whole deer in your eyesight, in your vision. See what I mean? You may not catch a whole squirrel. You may just see the flicker of a deer's tail, the white. And then you're able to look and adjust and say, oh, I got you now. Or a squirrel. Or, a, you know, be turkey hunting and you post it up. And there might be a little old rise right in front of you, a dip. And if you look and if you got your brain and set your eyes to say, okay, game on when I see the turkey, you might not even notice that his fan's popping up and down and he's just 40 yards in front of you. Or like when we're, when we're hog hunting, we'll be walking and we'll see a stump, old rotten stump just sitting out there in the middle of nothing. We, mm. Well, whoa, 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 hog, hog, hog. Yeah. Daddy'll pull up his bio nose and he'll be like, it's just a stump. Yeah, just a stump. Because you get, you get so, you, the, the way your brain and your eyes work together you get so fixated on, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for this. And and until you get it, you ain't going to have it, in my personal opinion. But you get so fixated on seeing that actual full body image that a lot of things get away from you. A lot of things get away from you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And... uh Look for movement. Squirrel hunting, deer hunting, hog hunting, bear hunting, whatever. You know, I think that's probably the biggest mistake every time. Not every time I've been bear hunting, but but the majority of the time I was bear hunting and I seen a bear. I seen the whole body before I even knew it was there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I never caught, because where we bear hunt as is real thick country. I mean, real thick. And uh, by the time I noticed the bear, it'll be the whole body. Oh, yeah. By that time, they it's done winded me. Yeah, you, you thought, see you, you was looking so hard for a bear, you done thought you'd come across a rock. Yeah. Then the next thing you know, that joke was just mm. trotting away on you, son. Right, right. Getting it. So, we're going to ramp up the squirrel hunting just a little bit more, but I want to take some cameras out there and get some cameras set up and uh, get geared up on that spot we checked out. Did you, did you real, real skeptical about putting cameras on public land. Well, there is a there is a process to do it that'll save your camera from getting stolen. Of course, yeah, there's ways to like lock it to the tree and stuff. Well, I mean, you, you locked one to a tree one time. It didn't work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They tore it. It was in a metal case and a cable, and it had a lock on the case. It was in, yeah, it was in one, of them metal, one of them metal camera holders. Yeah. Had the camera was locked in the holder, and the holder was locked on the tree with like a bicycle lock type thing. And, I mean... Went down there to check it, and it was just gone. 
gone. The, I mean, it wasn't even the the case with the camera still in it was gone. All that was left was the thing locking the case to the tree. Yeah. I mean, if, you, you're pretty serious if you walk around the woods with a pair of bolt cutters. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting locks off cameras. Hey, all it takes is for somebody to see it and say, oh, I got some bolt cutters in the truck. Or, oh, next time I come through here, I'm bringing some bolt cutters. You know what I mean? And then, well, remember, we was getting pictures of people on some of the other cameras. They just walked by, you know, thumbs up, wave, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They weren't messing with it. But. Well, one, one way, I don't know if a lot of people think about it, and it's if you want to do this. It's a lot of extra work. But if you say you're hunting a, or interested in a general area, you can climb the tree. And angle it pointing down. Angle it down. You know, get to the first limb that's over over top of what you're wanting to check out and angle it pointing down. You know what I'm saying? Or you can even climb the tree and just put it high enough up and angle it down, not on the limb, but still on the tree. And maybe keep it out of sight of somebody walking through. You know, get yeah. it up higher. That, that's one way to do it as well. That would probably be the best way to do it. That's a lot of extra work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you'd, you'd have to take a climber or something in there to climb up a tree with. Because I know I can't climb up no tree with just my body. Tried it before. It ain't going to work. Why not? Especially no. If there's a limb at least three feet from the ground that I can start <laughs> climbing up on, I can get it. But if they ain't, if it, like them pine trees and stuff. You got to go up six or seven feet before you hit your first limb. Oh, I, can't, yeah. I can't get up like that. Well, you got to do something, son. My gosh, there's too many. I can't do this and I can't do that. And I'm gonna let me tell you. I'm gonna sleep like a squirrel for the rest of my life. Let me tell you. The trick to climbing a tree is to not climb a tree. Cause let me tell you, if there's <laughs> something in that tree that you need, it can come down. What? Just cut the tree down. Coney, chill out. If you need the fruit that is growing on that tree, if if everybody done that from way back in the day, there wouldn't be now trees left, son. Hey, no, just chill out. Put in some work. I just grow my. I just do a garden. Okay. It's a lot easier to climb a tomato plant than it is a pine tree, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, there ain't nothing in a pine tree you trying to get anyhow. Pine cone. Well, you ain't going to eat that. What are you, a fox squirrel? Might as well. <laughs> so, that's speaking of fox squirrels, that's what we're hunting. We're, we're not particularly hunting fox squirrels down here in Georgia. We we do have fox squirrels. We've killed a couple. Yeah, yeah, we get some here and there. But primarily, we're hunting gray squirrels. Yep. Down here. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people won't hunt them in the summer because they say they'll have wolves in them. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the worms and the parasites, uh, which I'm not an expert on them by any means. But uh, that podcast we had with Elmer Gray, didn't he say it don't affect the meat? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Now, I've seen deer that, that have had wolves in them. But a lot of people don't hunt squirrels in the summer because of that reason. Because they say, well, if they got wolves in them, they ain't going to eat them. Now, it's nasty looking, 
by by any means you might skin that joker get that wolf out that it, it's a worm it's a worm or a larvae and you might be like no cuh i ain't eating that thing that thing's nasty you know but i've ate them with them in there when i was younger especially yeah i don't think i don't think a lot of people would just i would probably just cut out the spot that looked nasty but if you think about it if you cut out the spot that looked nasty on a squirrel it's got a big old gunk in the side of it. You really got any meat left? I mean, <laughs> there ain't much meat to a squirrel. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have a good a good meal, like if Cooney was gonna eat, if you if you was gonna have a good squirrel meal, what would you say? Two squirrels? I'd say two squirrels. Average, me up. average, average size squirrels. Yeah. Take that thing, open up, split them open, put that onion in the middle of them, and that big old slab of butter. butter. Wrap them up in full. Wrap them up in tin full. Throw them jokers on the grill for a little while. Put them on the grill. Eat them up. Make you, make you, uh, what was that Cajun chef's name? Justin, uh, you know who I'm talking about? Oh, the, the old guy, he's like, I guarantee. Yeah, d- do that. Do your best impression of him. Mm, them Shawnee, some good squirrel there. I like, I like the one where he's talking about killing the squirrel with the metal ball. Oh, he's got he a show matter. about cooking them? Yeah, he's got a cooking show. Well, I know what he does. He had a cooking show. There's, a, there's actually a YouTube channel that I am subscribed to. Yeah. I think his name is Justin Wilsoff or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that's all that YouTube channel does is play live video of that old cooking show of him. Right. That's all they do. So he had one on squirrels. Yeah. How, how, how can you be that kind of part like a... Dude that talks like that and not cook squirrels. Yeah. Huh. It's my favorite thing to listen to him going, I guarantee. Right. <laughs> well, well, we'll get more into depth on squirrel hunting back when it gets a little bit cooler. When it gets a little bit cooler, we'll get more in depth on. We'll go out and have us a couple show enough all day long squirrel hunts and we'll get more in depth and talk more about squirrels. Yeah. Right doing- now. Right. Squirrel hunting's a lot more funner when it's cold outside. Yeah. Because you're not just completely burning up. Right. And you can see the squirrel. Right. He ain't got as many places to hide. Believe that. And it's a lot better when it's cold. Yeah, and when the leaves ain't on the tree, it's a lot more fun. What's really fun is with a dog. Yeah. That's what's really fun. We ain't done that in a while. I think the last dog we've, we squirrel hunted with, well, we squirrel hunted with Mama Dog when we had her. Yeah, but we, but we uh, but when we took her squirrel hunt, she treated a coon. Yes, yeah, she, yeah, she was a <laughs> coon dog. We was just seeing if she would mess with squirrels. Uh, last time we squirrel hunted with a dog was in the snow. Remember, the last snow that that come. Oh yeah, with old Chris. Not, not the last snow that come. Two or three snows ago, we went squirrel hunting in the snow. Took old. That's when I had Jake, that mountain cur. Yeah. We yeah. went with Chris and his dog. Yeah. And he had a, a cur dog. So let me ask you this. Something that's come to mind here recent. Have you ever thought, now you know that I recently did that big, well, and I'm still pretty much doing it um, because I, I love it so much. I love it so much. Is uh, I ain't been checking out the media, man. 
you know I, if I hear about something that piques my interest you know I go and look and find an article uh, and check it out and and read it and come up with my own opinion on it and if if it piques my interest even more I try to go a little bit more in depth on it and research it a little bit more times than none I don't get to go as far as I want and uh about the only news we watch at the house now is the weather that's about it and I don't even watch it no more the weather the weather seems to me tries to beat tries to compete with the coronavirus every storm system that comes through is going to be the worst tornadic event since 2002 yeah and it won't do nothing. I, you have you noticed that? I have, I have. But with the weather, to me, the the weather's the same just about every year. That that's kind of how the weather works. <laughs> it, <laughs> there's a certain time of year where it's cold, and there's a certain time of year when it's hot. Down here where we're at, usually when it's cold, it's probably going to be raining a lot. Right. I mean, that's just how it is. During the winter, fall and winter down here, it's cold and wet. During the summer, it's hot. Hot. and it, it'll, Humid. It, hot, humid, and it'll be dry for two or three weeks at a time, and then it's just rain for three or four days. Yeah. Same thing in the spring. So when that time of year comes around, you just know what to do. So why are you even watching the weather? That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, no, I mean, no joke, I... All the news is competing with whoever's got the best story. And man, it is really hard to decipher things. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox about it. But what I've noticed is the misinformation. And this ain't knocking nobody and this isn't intended to upset nobody or hurt anybody's feelings. Or anything, because I'm right there in the boat, too, when I was doing it. I'm not perfect by no means. The misinformation that is spread among us, the people that ain't in the media, is ridiculous. Because all we're doing is scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, and we're just... Getting in the truck during lunch and telling everybody what we've seen on Facebook, you know? Well, it's, uh, I think that's a lot of it. People rely on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram memes and short videos, uh, to, you know, like I said, that if, if they somewhat align with their belief or their feeling and not even, know the whole video not even know the uh the whole video i'm just, I'm just gonna roll with this and that misinformation whether somebody realizes it or not is a type of propaganda it may not be intentional but it is yeah so case in point being I remember when the coronavirus first started. I heard, "Oh, such and such knows somebody in the in the CIA, and they got a call, and 
uh, the National Guard's coming in and we're going everybody's going to get shut down and you're going to have to have a paper saying you you can go here you can go here your employer's going to have to give you a piece of paper to go here and there man I, I don't know how many times i heard that out of people's mouths i'll tell you one one thing that i did myself is i had seen it and i can't remember where i seen it that and i read it and it when i read it it infuriated me i let it make me mad right it infuriated me um and I and I played on that anger. I let that win. And I said, I told it was uh, in Rome, Georgia. I'd read an article that said that Rome was going to ban the Confederate flag inside the city limits, and that anybody that lived in the city limits, if they had a Confederate flag uh, that could be seen in their yard, that was going to get a twenty-five dollar uh, fine. I remember when that was going around. Yeah. And I, and I told that to two or three people and found out really quickly that that was false, that that was not true. Felt like a, a total knothead telling that. So, you know, I'm, I'm no different or wasn't any different in doing that. I, you know, everything, man, just all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, there's a there's a website. I can't remember what it is. Where you can go, and it's not time-specific information. Um, it's not time-specific information, but it is. It tells like where the naval fleets are all over the country, all over the world. And like I said, for for security reasons, evidently or obviously, it's not time for spe- specific. Yeah. Like, it will show you where they had been, right? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's not showing you where they're at right now. Right. And somebody, I can't remember who it was, said there's four four of the uh, aircraft carriers docked uh, on our mainland. Yeah. They're, they're expecting a, uh, an attack on American soil. And it's all, you know, such and such said it on such and such news channel or whatever. And I was like, what in the world? Yeah, and you can go on there and look and see. Well, that thing's not even time specific. You know what I mean? And this was all during this whole mess. You know what I mean? There is no reason in the world that grown men and women cannot sit and listen and read and develop a logical opinion regardless of any political side and have a true unbiased conversation about it now when i say have a true unbiased conversation i mean be able to speak the truths about what you see yeah that it's it's talking facts not opinions whether you like it or not you see what I'm saying? It, it it's like a, a video that had just come out. I watched the video of the White House press secretary on the day it come out in August on August the sixth, right? And 
started about what's today's date? The twenty second. I think or? today's the twentieth. Around the nineteenth of August is when all these memes started popping up. Memes. Yeah, me, <laughs> me, memes, memes, and and different things with her saying the government should pick how you how you get uh how your child is taken care of, you know, through health and this and that along those lines. Yeah. None of the other facts or nothing else that she said is included in any of that. Now, regardless of whether or not I believe what she was saying is do I feel she wants the government to control vaccines? When it comes to getting only bits and pieces of information, when it comes to check this out or check this out and check this out, we're not going to talk about the rest of it. Not interested, man. None, no interest whatsoever. No, I'm not interested at all. Because that is toxic to get. Do you, do you know the definition of propaganda? I, I know what propaganda is, but I don't know the exact I, definition. I, let me look it up so you know it verbatim. I know. I, like I've looked at propaganda, like stuff in history class, like Nazi propaganda and stuff like that. Right. But I couldn't tell you an exact definition of it. What? It's it's also biased. Like biased and or biased or information. Hold on, I'll look it up. Um, yeah, pro- I mean, well, yeah, it's biased. It's propaganda. That's what it. That's that's what well, it, it is. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, if you if you're pushing a thought, and you're only giving me one side, right? Even if we're on the same side of the political spectrum. You're doing us both an injustice for not giving the whole story, right? Yeah. Not giving the whole story. How do we know what to do when we're spreading fake stuff to each other? So are you looking for somebody to help you in this issue? Are you looking to unite people in an issue that we know very little about at all? Are you just wanting to sit around hodgepodge with everybody? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what exactly are is somebody trying to do? And somebody could have very well said that to me before in the past. It has been a blessing to me not to watch the news or the media or anything. Because I've realized a lot of these things. I realized that I did a lot of these things. I realized that I was a part of a lot of these things. Okay, propaganda. Information, especially of a biased or misleading nature used to promote or publicize a political, uh, a particular political cause or point of view. And a a lot of that stuff, a lot of that propaganda is they do it through fear. Is like a main way. Well, I, I think, well, you know, the, the so-called powers that be, you know, the media, fear sales, you know, they want to 
fear sales. And I'm not trying to, to be all political or uh, voice my opinion or my right-wing thoughts or whatever it may be on this because my actual thought is is I want to have, if I have a conversation, I want to hear all opinions. I want it to be constructive. I want it to be loving. And I'm tired of God being left out of everything that I hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if we're going to have the conversation, be open to talking about how we think Jesus would have looked at this or look or looks at this going on. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and let's just really get down to the meat and bones of it all, you know? There's so many, so many Bible verses that that speak of, um, you know, telling falsehoods and and lashing out out of anger and things and just just running your mouth in general. Yeah. Uh, so many of them. And go, going back to giving opinions on stuff. There's a difference between an opinion and an educated opinion. Right. And Facebook don't make you educated. No. Google don't make you educated. Just be- because you can memorize something don't mean... Don't mean you're smart. Right. The be- from, from what I've experienced, the best way I believe to get a truly educated opinion is to go back, and, and it's best to read a paper copy of something. It's way better to read a book on something than it is to find an article on it. Because that article is more than likely to be tweaked and messed with than a book. Right. Well, when you're talking current events, though, current events, I mean, there's there's not no immediate book that's on something. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. And the the more you know on history, the more well-diverse you're going to be on, you know, a lot of different things. That, that's what I was getting at. Learn the history. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. Because you can correlate a lot of current events to a lot of stuff that's happened in the past. Because a, a lot of it, I believe, is the same. You're talking about history repeating itself? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting, Cooney. Are you going to articulate on that, or are you just going to say I don't know it? how else to articulate on that. I mean, it's it's been proven before that history repeats itself. Well, especially if you don't pay attention to what was wrong, what the wrongs were back then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't, if you don't, um, you know, think about the wrongs that happened back then. You know, that's some, you know, I'm glad you brought that point up because I've sat and heard, and and this isn't me complaining about people. I'm I'm stating the truth. I'm stating what what goes on, and, and I, that I used to be a part of myself, right? But so you talk about history, uh, it irks my hide. It totally irks my hide because I've got some strong opinions about the Civil War. Some strong opinions. It irks my hide to hear somebody say 
that when on the subject of slavery that says oh, most of the slaves was treated good or most of the slaves when when the Civil War was over they stayed because it was so good they didn't know what to do they didn't have nothing else to do they was treated good let me tell you something if you think and I don't care that it was a different time I'm talking to you in this time today today right mm-hmm. if you think for one minute that holding somebody against their will keeping freedom and liberty from them had any good in it I don't want you on my side talking about how I thought the things that the South were doing were appropriate sorry because that <laughs> there ain't nothing good about slavery period Nuh-uh. period nothing at all you see what I'm saying? So so when you're trying to articulate, when you are trying to articulate points that you thought maybe the South was right about, okay, or trying to correlate something that happened with the reason that it happened, and it comes to be that slaves were treated right, and, and look, it don't matter if you if you think if you think just because a slave got to sleep in the house and got to got to eat whatever they wanted to or whatever but they were still held there against their will if you think because they did not go anywhere else after the war was over where else were they going to go? Are you serious in even saying that? Yeah. What else were they going to do? Any of them. And the ones that, that that did say they were treated good and all that, fine. That's them. If they thought they was treated fine, I get it. I, I understand that person saying that. Right. But I don't understand you saying that. Because how how can how can you think that withholding anybody's freedom or liberty, period, period, is good? There's nothing good about that at all, at all. So I'm glad you brought that up. When somebody talks the Civil War, and they start talking that, you might as well be sending me some crazy meme. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Our thoughts, our beliefs, and everything, the value of them are disgraded 100%, I feel, when we become 100% biased and are not open to anything else, even a conversation right some people may disagree with me and say oh no you're being soft this and that say what you want dude say what you want if you can't come at me with some real stuff if you can't come at me with some real stuff I'd rather you pick up a football and let's just throw some football or bring the cornhole boards over we'll play some cornhole 
let's not talk about any of this stuff because you're not being serious. Now, it's one thing to joke around. Oh, check this out. This is funny. You know what I'm saying? But more times than none, that stuff is not being funny. People are taking taking this propaganda and running with it. And a lot of times they're they're not they're not intentionally trying to spread pop propaganda, right? Well, a lot of, a lot of times, like I know, scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, a lot of times people just see the headline, and the headline will say something extravagant. They won't never click, open the article, read the article, or view the page that posted the article to see what the page is about or anything. They just read that that article that that headline and they say, mm, "Yeah, that's it right there." Right. Don't even see what it's about. Right. So I mean, and th- then you're just running around talking. Right. That's all you're doing. You ain't you ain't spreading. You ain't saying facts or nothing. You just talking. Let's check out some some word, Cooney. Word. James one nineteen. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. I want to hear. I want to get this information. Right? Mm-hmm. I need to think about it. I need to really think what, how I feel about it. If I'm, if I'm developing an opinion, it doesn't need to be out of anger. I don't need to, if it's time to say my voice, it doesn't need to be pushed by anger. You see what I'm saying? That don't mean no passion or anything like that. You get what that's saying? Yeah, I mean. Do, do you understand? Yeah, I get what it's saying. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty much saying take all the information in that you can. Form Form your opinion on it. You use it when you need it. Don't just run around here. You know. Mm-hmm. Don't just run around. Hey, I heard this, or hey, I heard this, or hey, I heard this. All that stuff you're hearing, take it in. Think about it. When it's time for you to voice what you need to voice, then you say. Then you speak on it. Don't just don't just speak. You know. Right. Right. Don't just speak. Your anger, your anger, I mean, is it going to work for the righteousness of God? Is that what it's going to do? No. No. Hebrews 12, 14, follow peace with all man and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. With all men. If you were standing flat-footed, I don't like you from the rip because of something I assume you said or some way I assume you feel, you ain't following peace, man. You ain't. And, And so quick, how so quick can we be to judge off Hearing somebody's words, hearing somebody's words, and twisting it in our head to try to assume what they think, 
right? Now, a lot of, a lot of things that are said by the government, by a lot of different people, are hard to figure out because we don't know all the details. But by golly, we can't figure them out if we keep shoving this mess in each other's face. If we keep shoving this mess in each other's face. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean you, you can't you can't figure out what's going on if everybody is at one time saying something different. Cuz right. that, that's what it is. Everybody's saying something different. It might be saying the same thing just in a different way, but you're interpreting it different. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean it's like people can people can be saying stuff just jokingly. But they have a different way of saying stuff jokingly than other people do. Right. So you're taking them serious when they're not meaning yeah, to be yeah. serious. Now, and then, like you said, now you're twisting it. Yeah. And putting it out there as, as if so it is serious. Well, and, and, and even so, on some things that, that get handed to you, it may, may solely be mean as a joke. And you may say, well, this, this person here takes this serious. I mean, they they really think this. You know what I mean? And uh, it's, uh, I don't know, man. For lack of better words, I'm tired of it. Yeah. It's getting old. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just fed up with it. Man, if you want to talk, if you want to talk, and let's talk about the totality of the whole thing, you want to only get what and you like. You see what I'm saying? If you want to give me the only, only the right side of things, that that's that's not how we need to look at it, man. We just we can't. We can't. The light, the lines are are drawn. They're they're too important. They're what in the political realm, in the health realm, and in, in everything. This this has gotten way out of hand. Way out of hand. That does not mean. Don't stand up for what you believe. Don't fight for what you believe in. That doesn't mean any of that. That means don't give me no garbage. Right? I mean, Come at me with something that's got some meat to it, man. Some meat to it. If you want to say, hey, this is what I think, right off the bat, instead of, hey, look at this. What, what do you think about this? Let's talk about this. You see what I'm saying? And if you if you're gonna if you're gonna come at somebody saying, "Hey, this is what I think," you you can't be shocked when they question you, or you can't be shocked when they say, "I disagree." You can't be you can't be ready to fight and fuss about it, right? You you, 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 you get nowhere. To, you got to be able to explain your point. You know what I'm saying? And can you really explain your point? When everything you've known come from a 10-minute article on Google or everything you've seen come from a five-minute video on YouTube, is that really how you feel, right? Did five minutes really evolve this hardcore opinion from you? And, yeah. And just because somebody has a different opinion than you, doesn't mean you just completely shut that person out of your life. 
Oh, yeah. Because everybody has people in their life that have different opinions from them, but will do anything for you within the drop of a hat. Right. Well, people are qu- people are quick to say, you don't believe this, so you're weak, or you don't believe this, so you're you're stupid, or you know what I mean. You ain't got no sense. You're not you're not a proud patriot. Well, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. The majority of the people in my life, I consider to be patriots. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this patriotic propaganda that I hear and that I I had been a part of in the past tired of it dude you got to come at me with some meat you got to come at me with some word we got to sit down and talk about this stuff if it's worth you coming to me right if it's worth you coming to me if it's worth you saying anything if about it's worth me coming to you We need to really talk about this. We need to really know what we're talking about. Because it's a lot of I think, and I think, and I think, and I think. Now, that's how you work through things, right? That's how you work through problems. Thinking, thinking, thinking. But it goes so much when it gets to, well, I don't know. I don't know what this person meant, or I don't know what they're planning here. I don't know about this. I don't. Well, that's just giving you more topics to look into and to find out. You know what I mean? To find out. I ain't trying to be drab and say, oh, you can't be humorous and funny and cut up. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not trying to say that. What I'm trying to say is you coming, man, come come real. That the, This whole conversation reminds me of what you always say. The truth will stand when the world's on fire. That's right. That's that, right. That's what you always say. The truth will stand when the world's on fire. That's right. I've heard more, more wrong. I've heard there's been more things that didn't happen. Way, way, way more things that didn't happen than have happened. There's something wrong with that. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. When 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 you're when you are being fed or told all this stuff and it you see it not happening, not happening, not happening, you can't make no sense of where anybody's coming or I'm not saying anybody. Anybody's coming, uh somebody's coming from with something, then you can about guarantee it's bull crap. You know what I mean? But there's so much information out there that it's even hard. It's hard for everybody to figure out what's going on. Everybody needs to slow down. Slow down. Cooney. <laughs> slow down, cuz. Calm down. Man, your hair's growing fast, you know. Hey, cuz, let me tell you. You take a seaweed the, I got the business in the front. I got the party in the back. It's just long, luscious locks of America going on back here. Wow. The, every, whenever I wake up in the morning, I throw the cover off of me. A bald eagle flies out. And it's just, there's just different types of music playing in the background. You got Lee Greenwood over here, and then you got Guns N' Roses. It's, it's just a mess going on. Something. Wow, son. What, Toby Keith in there? Is he in there? Oh, yeah, he's back there. Okay. Get it. 
get it, son. Well, I don't think we need to beat that horse anymore. I think it's pretty clear. I do, too. Come at me with some meat, son. Come at me with some word. Enrich me. Please. Please help me. I'm going to try my best to help somebody else. But I can't if, if you ain't taking it serious. If you ain't taking it serious, man, let's, let's play some cornhole, dude. Oh. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I know something we could do. <laughs> that, this, new, this new challenge going around. Well, the people are stacking up the milk crates. No, and no. trying to walk across them. You oh, yeah. You ain't catching me doing that. They'll, they'll have eight or nine milk crates tall in the middle and they kind of pyramid it down. Right. Mm. I'm not doing it. I am not. That, how many broken ribs has there been from that? I, I watched a video earlier of an old lady doing it. She had to be late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. And she got up that top one and started coming off, fell. So her arm, ooh, it was... Did it break? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It was rough. Wow. I mean, pe- people are getting hurt doing it. But here's my question. Where are all these milk crates coming from? Mm. I ain't never seen so many milk crates in my life. Can you even buy milk crates anymore? Yeah, I'm trying to think, man. I don't know where you can buy a milk crate at. They do got a lot of milk crates. And, and they're like brand new. I know. They're like I, brand new I milk bet crates. Can, I bet you can order them. Yeah, you probably can. Yeah, I bet you can order them. So you gonna do it? I don't know. But if I did, Cooney, I'd have to get, have a. If I did, I'd have to have like a wrestling mat or something laying down under there. Tony, you get so wound up and say you're gonna do something, and you never complete it, man. I'm gonna read this book. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do the milk crate challenge. I'm still. What, I say I'm gonna read this book. I'm still working on the book. You just you're spreading propaganda. Cause. I got I got my whole life read the book. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You got anything else, ma'am? I don't think so. I ain't got. Hey, prayers for everybody in Afghanistan. Yep. The Afghan people, our soldiers over there, our um, everybody. The American civilians over there, prayers for everybody in Afghanistan. Prayers for everybody in Tennessee right now. They got hit 17 inches of rain. 17 inches of rain in some spots. Prayers for all them. Prayers for everybody around the world. I love all y'all. You got anything? I guess it. All right. We'll holler at y'all. Deuces.